Welcome to the Plexus Presidential Podcast Series. We are excited to have Dr. Barbara Farley, President of Illinois College, as our guest. You know, who were the mentors that really helped shape your journey to the presidency? I've been fortunate to have um, a number of wonderful mentors uh, that includes family members and friends, just not, uh, not only people who have been in the, in the profession. Um, I think I've been, I was very lucky throughout my undergraduate uh, degree program at the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University that I had professors who encouraged me along the way to um, dig in and be really engaged in my experience at, at college. And they challenged me. They challenged me to study abroad. They challenged me to do internships. And so I think I was very lucky early on. And then there were additional faculty members uh, in my graduate programs who encouraged me to not only complete, I, I started, I did an MBA at the University of Minnesota. Uh, and then I was encouraged to go on to pursue my doctorate. And uh, so did that as well at the University of Minnesota. And then I think, Brad, along the way in my career, I have um, met incredible people. They have been supervisors. They have been colleagues. They have shown me the way and suggested uh, when it was time for me to consider new opportunities as I uh, considered a, a long-term career in academic administration, having started as a faculty member. Um, so I'm still in touch with a lot of these people, and I give uh, thanks that they were part of the journey. Well, absolutely. Now, did you plan to be a president? I did not. I um, studied French and business uh, as an undergraduate student, and I, um, being a college president was never on my radar. And Well, it, was, it, was, it came on my radar much later in, in my career. I was always very interested in issues around leadership and um, how organizations work at the broader systems level. Um, so, for example, when I was a young faculty member, I had the good fortune of being invited to serve on um, institution-wide committees, search committees, uh, building planning committees. And I found that I was um, very much drawn to those questions and to conversations with the leaders of those organizations. And so uh, it just became a natural thread for me. Uh, my doctoral dissertation was on the role of the chief executive officer in implementing major change within organizations. Um, and it led to a teaching career. Uh, I've really moved through the, um, the path to the presidency that at one time was quite uh, common. It's, it's maybe less common right now where I served as faculty member, a, a department chair, a dean, and then ultimately the chief academic officer um, and was encouraged to pursue presidencies and was very, very fortunate to be elected to serve as the 14th president of Illinois College. So do you remember the emotions that you had once you learned that you would become the president at Illinois College? I do. It was such an exciting day. I, I knew when I walked on the campus for the first time um, that it felt like a place where I could um, both live and do my best work. 
uh, as a president, it's, we are a small uh, liberal arts um, uh, college in Jacksonville, Illinois. And I loved meeting all the people here, the members of the search committee, the faculty and staff and students when I interviewed. And when the search committee chair called to tell me that I had been elected as the president, I was overjoyed. I felt like I was coming home, that this was the right place for me at the right, the right time in my life and in my career. Yeah. Well, and, you know, today the value of education is being challenged probably more so than it, than it ever has. Um, you know, with the job market and with students now seeing that they can pay, get paid a, a high per hour rate, um, or so it may seem, you, know, you have a lot of students that might be, um, you know, foregoing an education and earning a degree. But can you, can you talk to us about the value, the value of education in general, um, but also the value of a degree and what, it, and what does that mean? And then maybe tie in relationships around it. I'm happy to, and thanks for the question. It's such an important point right now. I know that uh, for a lot of young people, the pandemic has been a confusing time and the economy is shifting under our feet. And we know that there are students who are um, in that hard position of making a decision about whether they want to pursue their education. Uh, I am a champion uh, for uh, college education. I have spent my entire career in small, private, nonprofit institutions and um, see every single day how much it matters. And what, what I, what I want to say to students and um, their families is that in this short-term moment, it might feel like this is a better path to take. But in the long term, we know that um, young people who achieve a baccalaureate degree um, go on to have more opportunities in their careers over the long term. Um, they will earn um, more than a million dollars more in their career than someone who does not pursue that. So that's the you know that's a financial piece of it. I really encourage our our students to look beyond like the short term moment because the value of an education is that this is a time in life to explore to think about you know what really are those talents you have that you want to pursue uh, in your life and in your career. And at a college like Illinois College, students have the space to develop um, academically, thus intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, physically. It's this jewel moment in a young life where um, they will meet people they would never have had a chance to meet if they do not take the step of, of going um, on for a, for a college degree. We have faculty and staff who will circle around them and help them to develop um, all the skills they need to um, move into a career. And this is more than a job. Um, I, I talk with our students every day about, please don't get absolutely fixated on the first job because you might have it for a nanosecond. And what we're trying to help you to do is build a life and build a, build a career and, and, and to, think more broadly than you might have an opportunity um, to do if you did not pursue uh, a college education. So I'm bullish and continue to be bullish on the importance of education 
um, it opens doors. And sometimes that's hard to see in the short term, but I have seen it over the expanse of my entire career. Uh, and uh, I will continue to carry that message. Well, and let's continue that conversation around um, really something that's kind of a hallmark of your leadership style is collaboration. And so how do you ensure that students are career ready, um, you know, maybe aligning business partnerships and internships and, and, and other things as well? Absolutely. Um, we have to think about the entire experience of curricular and co-curricular. It's inside the classroom. It's outside of the classroom. Um, we focus on preparing students uh, for the next uh, year of their college education and the year they graduate on day one. We are talking with them about uh, an analysis of what they love and what they're interested in in pursuing in, in their careers. And we lay out the path for them um, that if they will take this, this journey with us in college and with their faculty and with their peers, um, they will have an opportunity to be involved in internships. At Illinois College, um, we, we make it possible for all students to have access to internships, to um, study away uh, global opportunities, that they can do research with faculty uh, as an undergraduate, which is a really, really important experience for them. Um, we want them to be engaged in classrooms that are involved in the community. So we do student learning um, and engaged learning in the community. We have business partners where students are doing internships, they have jobs. Um, we have these connections in our nursing program and our business programs and our theater programs. I mean, just all, all across the map that students can put their hand up and um, really dig in. Uh, uh, every August when students come and I talk to the new class, um, I say that we are partners in this educational experience. And I'd love to think about that idea of partnership, um, not only in our community, but inside uh, the college itself. And I challenge students to take advantage of every single opportunity that's available to them. And the students who step into that space, Brad, um, they are graduating ready to move on to the next um, layer of their life. And we have gathered around them. Um, at Illinois College and at uh, a small colleges like ours, we know your name. We know if you're in class or not. We know if you are taking part in uh, preparations for resume writing and doing internships. And are you attending convocations and listening to interesting speakers from across the globe? Um, and so we're right there all in. And that's the way I feel about this. I, I accepted the privilege of serving as the president of Illinois College because I was going to be and wanted to be all in. I want to know our students. I want to encourage them. And I think that part of my work is to steward the institution in a way that supports their dreams. So I say to them, if you will um, fully engage, I can guarantee you that you will achieve dreams you never thought possible before you began college. And we're going to help you to figure that out. Well, absolutely. And let's talk about the storied history. You know, starting in 1829, you're almost at 200 years. 
Yes, we are. And so I, I always love talking about the resiliency of private faith-based institutions. I mean, how, how do you make that happen? Can you walk us through the history a little bit? Right. Well, we were, as you said, we were established in 1829 by uh, a small group of men from Yale uh, University. They were coming to the Western Front. This was the Western, Western Frontier uh, of, of our country. And they wanted to, um, they wanted to bring education to this part of the world. Uh, they wanted to prepare teachers and, um, pastors. And we actually had a medical school at the very, very beginning of, um, our, our start. And so, um, I, I live on campus and right behind the house where I live is Beecher Hall, um, President Beecher was the first president of Illinois College of the storied Beecher family. And that is the oldest academic building in the state of Illinois. Mm. And so I'm very, I'm very proud of that. And so um, this was a, um, it's a, Jacksonville was a, was and is a vibrant city, but they landed here. They thought this was the place where we can grow and develop. And We've had luminaries come across our, our campus, not only President Beecher, um, but Abraham Lincoln. We have, we have ties to Abraham Lincoln and to people he knew. There's a statue of Abraham Lincoln on our campus. And so we're in this whole landscape of almost 200 years of history of our country uh, that, is, that is planted here. Um, there are um, places on campus that are known to be part of the Underground ground Railroad. Uh, there was a strong abolitionist um, um, thread and community in Jacksonville. And um, so I look back, Brad, at these extraordinary people who you know traveled across the country and and planted a flag in Jacksonville and built this beautiful campus. We have a, a uh, the red bricks that probably were carried from Yale. Uh, I mean, it, it, it just has this feeling of being an academic environment, uh, a beautiful quadrangle. And I'm in awe of these leaders. And I'm only the 14th president in this almost 200 years. And I'm the first woman to serve in this role. And so I stand on the shoulders of giants and I, I thought about this during the pandemic, uh, which was presidents and this campus have faced many, many trials and tribulations in almost 200 years, uh, including uh, the uh, wars and terrible wars uh, that almost cleared out our campus at, at a time. Um, we've, we are part of the history of our country and have experienced the the flu influenza of the early 20th century. And um, we walk alongside the birth of the city of Jacksonville that will celebrate its bicentennial four years before we do. So um, it's quite awesome to, to be part of a place that has this kind of resiliency. I, I think that's the right word. Um, and so we have, we can't uh, be moping about uh, we have to have our chins up and uh, recognize that no matter what happens, and there's a lot happening in higher education right now, um, this is our time. And this is our time to bring Illinois College um, 
ever forward in the in this in this um, great history that we um, we offer the world. Yeah, and, and I feel like Illinois College is is as prepared as you can be for a pandemic or even challenges around the enrollment cliff. Hey, it's it's very real. But again, with what's been faced over nearly 200 years, you you've positioned yourself very well to be able to address those challenges and, and more going forward. That's exactly right. We have been uh, focused for during my tenure um, at the college, and I can only speak to this period of time. We have been focused on how to be ready uh, for the next generation of students. Uh, you're right. I mean, we're well aware of changes in demographics and the number of students who are um, available or who are joining the college age work or college age group. And so we've been focused on how to be nimble. I mean, I think if I've learned anything from my predecessors is that you have to be nimble and adapt. And this is just a different day, a different time, a different set of issues. And Fred, we've been focused on the, that adaptation in really significant ways um, over the last six years. So it's, it, it predates the pandemic and then we continue to roll from there. Um, we have um, developed a culture that focuses on, on the development of new programs that meet the market, um, that are based in a strong uh, liberal arts general education program that we call the Blueprint. So we are Illinois College. Uh, we are the, the, the blue is the color. And so the Blueprint uh, is the general education program that gives students that wide base of experience that helps them to further develop their communication skills, their writing skills, their critical thinking skills, their decision-making skills, their interpersonal skills. That's, that's foundational to college work. And we're very, very proud of what we're, what we're doing there. And then we layer on top of that um, a variety of majors and programs that students can um, um, choose. And so let me just give you some examples of sure. what we've been doing um, both on the ground uh, here in Jacksonville, but also online. We opened an online program in the spring of 2019, right before the, right before the pandemic. So we were already moving um, into that virtual space that's been strengthened during the pandemic. But we've started programs in agribusiness, really taking hold of our rural um, environment in this region and in, in this part of the state of Illinois. We have uh, started programs in criminal justice and engineering, uh, diving into education, teach, reading teacher endorsements. We've just, um, we're beginning um, just shortly the uh, uh, an education licensure completion program because we know this is a tremendous need um, in, our, in our region and across the country. We, we began health sciences programs, uh, kinesiology, exercise science. We've added various business programs. We've added neuroscience. Uh, we added nursing, uh, a clinical nursing program that came to us and we developed it during the pandemic. Can you imagine you know, all that was happening during the pandemic? And we're, we're starting a clinical nursing program. I can talk more about that in terms of our partnerships. But sports management... And uh, 
to begin uh, this summer is a behavioral health major and an online certified alcohol and other drug abuse counselor licensure program. So this, this is, these are new things and we have English major and history major and political science major and um, you know, all of the majors you would anticipate uh, at a college like ours. And this capacity to adapt both the programs we offer and how we make them available to traditional students and adult learners, I think is absolutely, absolutely critical. Well, absolutely. And, and you know, how, how do you engage businesses, maybe hospitals, medical centers? How do you make sure that the programs, the curriculum and the pathways that these students are taking are are current and adaptable with the business environment of today and the future? We have to be in deep conversations with these partners. Uh, so, for example, Memorial Health, which has a hospital in Jacksonville, Memorial um, uh, Hospital in, in Jacksonville, they are partners uh, helping us to build the clinical nursing program. Um, we all have read the headlines about the critical shortage of nurses um, coming out of the pandemic. I have been honored to serve on the board of directors for our local hospital and over the last two years have been serving on the system hospital board. So Memorial Health in Springfield is the, is the anchor uh, organization. And we're in deep conversations about what do you need? And how can we develop, for example, in a clinical nursing program, the, the, how do we prepare the nurses who are going to stay in West Central Illinois and we're going to serve our, our populations? And so I think that communication is critical. We also have a nursing advisory board um, and examples of community conversations. We have <coughs> advisory boards for, <coughs> for agribusiness and for engineering where we bring in local leaders in those fields and alumni uh, as well to guide us. Uh, they were instrumental, for example, in building the engineering major um, that we're, we've just launched. So how do you make education uh, affordable, especially for all students, but especially first-generation students? Well, I'm very proud of the work we're doing to provide access and affordability for students. We serve um, uh, a number of first-generation uh, students, and we are um, we are focused on what are the financial realities for all students. Um, and this past, I'll give you an example. So this past fall, we began a program called Advantage Plus, and it's it is a combination of the transparency around cost, uh, which is so critical, and then the value proposition for Illinois College. So we are in this program, um, we are guaranteeing all first year uh, students a minimum of a $20,000 scholarship to Illinois College. If they're Illinois residents and they have a 3.0 GPA from their high school, um, we will meet 100% of their financial need. Uh, we promise that they can graduate in four years. Uh, we include the cost of textbooks in our tuition, uh, which is um, a really important step. Uh, we, we were really front cutting edge on this um, 
edition a number of years ago when we stepped back and said every single student should start each class with all the learning materials they have. Um, before that, students were perhaps buying the books uh, from our campus bookstore. Maybe they were going out on the internet to find it, and it might have been the, the wrong edition. They didn't have a book for three months. Uh, we took care of all that. So tuition um, includes textbooks, and then we have access to all of the opportunities that we talked about earlier um, that are available to students at Illinois College. So that affordability piece is um, critical. And the value proposition, and I, what I would say, Brad, is that we're focused on the transparency of cost and. So the plus is the and. So when you come here, um, you have access to these faculty members who are eager to be in the classroom with you and to share the journey. You have access to over 80 clubs and athletic um, teams. You have access to the, you know, the bounty that's available on our campus. Uh, we also have, you know, in terms of helping new students, first-generation students, or students who come from families who have um, had other children in, in college, we really focus on student success and we take seriously how do we prepare students to walk in the door and then graduate. And uh, one of the programs we have that helps first-generation students, but it's a, a program that is expanded in other ways to all students, is a TRIO Student Support Services Program. Um, we emphasize that every single student on our campus has an academic coach. Mm -hmm. And that coach is there to help them to navigate all the questions that they have about what it means to be in college. So I know for um, lots of students, and I think in particular first-generation students, navigating college can feel a bit um, uh, difficult or mysterious. And uh, we don't want it to be that. Uh, we want to take your hand and help you to navigate. And I think we do a really good job of doing that. Well, absolutely. And it's so refreshing to hear about the affordability and also to hear about student success and re retention and, and just overall um, the, the, the help supporting and managing a student's journey through yeah. to graduation. Um, you know, because oftentimes you hear news reports about student debt and a, a lot of negatives around the affordability of, of institutions. And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's really good to hear that there is affordability. Students are not going to come out with, with debt or major debt or debt that they can't handle by aligning you know, themselves with a, with a job. Um, so that, it's just great to hear. Well, we really focus on that affordability piece and uh, the average debt for a student graduating from Illinois College is below uh, the national average. And I also you know, want to encourage families that uh, you need to look inside the numbers because sometimes those debt figures are really overblown because they include um, graduate programs or medical school or, you know, it's, it's, it's something beyond just the of the four-year undergraduate experience. But we're very proud of what, of the scholarship dollars that we make available to, to students who come to Illinois College and that makes it possible for them to um, graduate with, if they have debt, 
it's a very manageable amount of debt. Well, and so how, how do you make sure uh, that you are, that you're hiring and you're retaining uh, top, top faculty members? That's such a, that's such an important question. Um, we are, we are focused on hiring uh, faculty members who um, believe in our mission as an undergraduate focused institution. And so that starts to um, divide the market in terms of faculty members who really want to dedicate their careers to being um, in the classroom. This is very important to them. Um, most students don't want to be sitting in a 500 person lecture hall mm -hmm. and the faculty we hire don't want to be standing in front of such a lecture hall. I mean, they are deeply committed to knowing their students, um, challenging their students. And in a class of 20 to 25 students, you get to know every single person in the room. And so we're hiring faculty who are, who are committed to that. And that commitment attracts high quality faculty. We have an amazing um, faculty at Illinois College and they value the environment that we're committed to creating. Well, and, and so one of the, um, I guess, most important elements of, of, of marketing and bringing in the future generation of students is really being able to tap into alumni who can talk, who can talk about the institution because they've lived it. So how are you making sure that you're engaging alumni today? We have amazing alumni. And one of the, one of the joys of being the president of this college um, now almost for 10 years is traveling around the world and meeting with alumni who care deeply uh, about this institution. They believe in the mission and they believe in our vision of inspiring achievement and empowering students to make a difference in the world. That's how I walk in the world every day. That's why I get up in the morning. That's the work we do. And alumni inspire me through their stories and they want to share those stories with our students. So we work with the alumni association on what we call the three E's, which is engage, enroll, employ. Um, how can you, <clears throat> what can you do to step forward to, um, engage with uh, the college through helping the current students who are here. So they're interested in offering internships and uh, prospective students who might want to uh, come to Illinois College. Um, they want to be an employer of choice. So that there are programs associated with those three aspects that we spend a lot of time on. Um, we ask alumni to serve as ambassadors. Uh, for our day of giving. Uh, I would say a turn in the reaching alumni during my time here has been the importance of social media and how do we tell our story to alumni because alumni wanna know what's happening on campus. Um, but we know there's a generational divide and that um, perhaps my generation would like to get the uh, alumni quarterly in paper copy on an expected timeframe and um, there's another swath of our alumni who want to hear about us on social media. They want us to be really active on social media and telling the stories of our athletic programs, our students. They want to hear about the, they, and they want to see pictures of a major renovation project going on on our campus right now, which is um, re, um, 
reimagining a building built in the 60s that is going to come back um, as a science uh, building uh, this fall. And they want to see the pictures because it doesn't look anything like it looked like looked when they were here. We invite alumni back to campus. I'm excited that as part of the celebration of the 50th anniversary of Title IX, that an alumna whose name is uh, Amy Wilson, she works at the NCAA. She's director of belonging and inclusion at the NCAA. She's going to be speaking to our students, which I know will be an inspiring moment in mid in mid February. Um, we're also focused on uh, helping students to um, through our alumni to find career opportunities, to do information interviews about graduate schools. I mean, it really goes on and on. So. Uh, our alumni are a criti critical, critical source of support for our current students and for the institution as a whole. Absolutely. And you had talked about storytelling. I mean, I love that idea of telling the story and painting the picture. Um, and, you know, when you tie that to, to donor relations, which is something that, that you, you excel at, can you tell us, is there a trick to, to donor relations? Is there, is there an ask that you make? Is it telling the story? How, how are you a successful donor relations president? I think it is having a deep love for the institution and um, enthusiasm and commitment to our mission and our vision and the ability to talk about the joy of, of this place and of these opportunities for students. So I have an opportunity all the time to talk about Illinois College and uh, with our donors. We just completed a $54 million campaign. And so I um, had many of these conversations. And I think that the, the important um, kind of line that I um, walk is that I want to understand what is important to the donor um, in this moment in time. And how can I tell the story of Illinois College in a way that helps them to see how they can, they can align those, um, th their passions and their joys and their commitments. And so I think it's having an authentic voice of joy and, and commitment. And it leads to great conversations with people about what matters to them. Because at the end of the day, um, donors, whether they're alumni or friends of the college, they want to make a difference. They, they want to um, align their philanthropic um, priorities with the priorities of the institution. And um, I'll give you an example uh, of, of one that I had toward the end of our campaign, an alumna who, had been, who was very engaged in, in the college. And we were having a conversation about a decision she was struggling with. Uh, on uh, how to designate an estate gift, which she has made to the institution as part of her and her will and trust. And in a conversation with her, she told me that she and her late husband had been involved in their state in uh, historic preservation and that it was really clear this was something that mattered to her. And it was not something we had been talking about at all. And I said to her, do you think that you'd be interested in dedicating your, your, your state to the historic preservation of our campus, which is almost 200 years old with these 
beautiful historic buildings. And her eyes lit up and she said, that's exactly what I want to do to help because this college means so much to me. I want it to be here for future generations. And so that conversation led to that decision that wasn't probably on either of our radars when we walked in the door to have it. So I think listening is absolutely critical and being able to say why it matters that um, they, they make a, a transformational gift um, to the institution. And I, and I love those conversations. Oh, and I, and I love hearing about those conversations. I mean, those are so powerful. You know, it goes well beyond just the dollars. It's about the story and the mission and the transformation that it can create. I love that. Yeah, um, absolutely. So when you look at the next five years at Illinois College, where do you want to see the institution? Well, I'd answer that question in a couple of ways. Um, I want us to be having an amazing celebration of our bicentennial. Um, And that bicentennial celebration, um, as we imagine it, is, yes, of course, it's looking back. Um, We are a product of all that has come before us, and we we take great pride in that, and we will tell that story um, um, through the work that we're doing right now in our, in our amazing archives on our campus. Uh, so we'll tell that story, we'll, we will look back, but the most important thing will be that we are looking forward to what the next hundred years are going to be like for Illinois College. And so when I look ahead, I think about celebration and uh, recognizing that we, have, we will have come through um, a difficult period in higher education, um, you know, post, through the pandemic and post-pandemic, but we'll be looking ahead. And I think that what is going to be so exciting, Brad, is not to ask the question, where will Illinois College be, but where will our alumni be? Mm. And what will we be celebrating about their success five years from now? Because that's the story. And the institution is shaped around the commitment to um, a bold vision of helping others to succeed in this world. Well, absolutely. Well, President Barbara Farley, Illinois College, thank you so much for your time. I feel like we could talk for several more hours. Thank you very much, Brad. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you for joining the Plexus Presidential Podcast Series. For more information on the series, please visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions. Thank you.